0: So we just had the best time just driving around wasting wasting fuel and enjoying each other's company and it's like if ten dollars can go and be as as enjoyment as or as fulfilling as the fifteen hundred dollar cruise that we went on for five days like why would i spend fifteen hundred bucks if i can spend ten dollars and have just as much fun and uh so that's what i decided to do and, and continue to kind of pursue is like i don't need a lot of money i just need more time
1: recording here we are um welcome back to the kinder spirits podcast This is gonna be episode number nine i believe uh super super excited today and it's already pretty different um typically you guys know that we're filming in the bridgestone tower but we are actually in a very unique spot right now we're in a school bus mm, or why are we a, in a school bus we're schooly i should say which is completely different than a school bus um
0: uh, they're pretty close. They're pretty similar.
1: Oh, the guest artist just came <laughs> in there. Who, who is this guy? He, uh, you know, you guys have heard us talk about our experience. Clay and I, we used to work at Discount Tire for a long time, and um, unfortunately, we haven't got extremely deep into the subject of working at Discount Tire. But we will say, we met some of the best young men because we were all young men working there. at the time. Oh yeah. Um, And we formed lifelong friendships with a bunch of the guys that we worked with because, like we said, we were working our ass off. And when you work your ass off that hard um, and you go through pretty thick situations, uh, you get pretty close. So, Mm -hmm. Caleb, introduce yourself, man. How do you know us? Uh, So, I guess I was kind of your boss in the beginning. No, you were definitely my boss. 100% my boss. And uh, you were a tough one.
0: Because you you started (laughs) and then Clay came.
2: Yeah, he recruited me. I'm okay, he
1: was like, "Dude, you gotta get out." Cause I, I was think working. I was working there for like three months. Yeah, three, probably three or four months. We were and going. In. We were at Ball State. I yeah. was like going to school. Clay. I was like, "Dude, you're making minimum wage at the grocery store there. Oh. Come on, like they're gonna instantly give you three extra dollars. We'll carpool there. Yeah. You know." Um, and then, luckily, yeah, you got to meet Clay shortly after, so you know both of us extremely well.
0: Yeah, like, I think the, one of the things I remember about meeting you and, like, having conversations with you is I think either I was washing my hands at the sink or you were washing your hands at the sink, like, finishing up the day. And correct me if I got the story mix, mixed up, but I was like, because uh, you brought it up a couple times, and it's like I asked you, like, do you think you're worth, like, what you're getting paid right now? Or do you think you're worth being here?
1: Yeah, I um. so that specific story, mentioned it a couple times. I was, we were two weeks in. I was two weeks in, and they were letting me work on cars already. Which is
0: like, two weeks is like the make it or break it kind of point. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want to keep gonna... paying these guys to do a mediocre job. You want to yep. pay them to to do something that they can clearly develop and get better at. Well, there,
2: yeah, there's like a learning curve to that, too, because you're messing with a like heavy machinery so you gotta kind of like train up and like understand how to change a tire and stuff like that first so oh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so you have a solid week of just doing repetitive work that has nothing to do with actually working on a customer's car it's just for you to educate yourself on how these machines work using these like fake you know uh, they're real tires but it's just a dead tire that we (laughs) used right
0: (laughs) the guys in like bay seven changing (laughs) the tires yeah Yeah, just a repeat
1: like and then you, you I remember you would set a timer like dude if you can change this one tire in under like a minute or under two minutes. Yeah. You're doing pretty good today. So, um, I do remember I was two weeks in, we went by the sink. The, the official story is they put me in a two man with you that afternoon. Um, <laughs> and for those of you that there, Caleb's a very interesting guy and he, I would say he's very athletic and he could move quick at discount tire. So I was two weeks in a two man. is just me and Caleb. We were a team. We were the only two working on a car that would come in um, you have to keep up with your boy. You have to you. keep up. If you don't keep up, not only do you like affect the workflow, but we talk Dude. about just not wanting to feel like the weaker man or like a weaker you just don't want to feel like a out bitch your boy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to let the guy down. So, uh at this point I was working my ass off just to keep up with Caleb and uh, we go to the sink cuz I think we we're done for the with the two man or it was time for me to leave or something and uh, yeah, we walked over to the sink and the way it went was uh i think that conversation was a little bit different but the um your initial thing was like dude how long you been here i was like two weeks and i i said it pretty confident of like i've been here two weeks because i knew i i felt like i did a pretty damn good job and you're like all right that's pretty good man like you're yeah you're pretty quick pretty quick pretty fast um keep it up man keep working hard because you know right now like if if uh somebody was to ask you like what are you worth the discount tire like what do you what is your what do you say and i sat there and just like paused and i didn't know what to say i'm like yeah why why am i worth like eleven dollars an hour at the time of what they hired me in yeah um, which is
2: like three or four dollars more than what most people are getting paid at your age yeah uh, yeah when you imagine you I'm can, first can ask that question right now it's like you think you're worth it here and you'd be like uh hell yeah i think i'm worth it here oh like, yeah well, why do i deserve to be like why do you want me here yeah like, yeah so you need to pay me more actually now that you brought it up yeah, yeah, oh, crap. yeah. but it was it was an
1: interesting um <laughs> yeah and that made me think like damn i really got to make sure i turn into an asset for this company and i've used that same question that example like going into like hancock tire where i've worked um and the other places but uh yeah, that was the first time I think I really got to talk with you. And I was like, okay, well, that was a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah, that, remember, guy, like, that guy's a
0: badass. I remember in the beginning, too, like, we, I don't think we really got along very well. And I think that's the case for a lot of my good friends that I've accumulated, like, over the past years. Is there's some kind of, like, teachable moment or, like, something that I want to, like, influence this person with. And if I don't have that, um, like, knowledge to be able to fulfill that within myself to, like, spread it on to somebody else, then I... Uh, I don't see that they're like a a valuable relationship with that person, like moving forward. If that makes any sense, so I always feel like uh, because Crawford was a big one, Mm. Crawford and I Mm. like did not like each other at all, and I was just like writing him super hard in the beginning, like you, like you're not sufficient. You need to hurry up. Like if you're going to be here, you need to work harder. Like you don't have you don't have time to waste. You don't have your time to waste. You don't have my time to
2: waste. It's definitely that like uh, alpha male mentality, especially in that environment, because like really all of the people that are working there are guys Yeah, and all the no, guys no are what 18 to 25 maybe yeah. was Gary our manager he some, like some 16 year olds right some, of the, some
1: younger yeah, in high school coming after school but yeah. really it is from 16 to at least in Lebanon when we talked to Lebanon it was 16 to 40 right and the 40 yeah. the 40 the 30 mid 30s and the 40, 40s <laughs> they're the outliers they're up front on the counter they're not in the back room doing the like very very m- manual hard blue collar labor um yeah and a lot of
2: testosterone flowing through those back rooms too
1: a lot of a lot of testosterone and with that yeah very hard alpha male you know i don't want to be the 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 loser of the group or the weak link and um caleb it, it was you were you were clear that you weren't it was like okay Caleb's like i'm not fucking around um you're going to not be a bitch around Caleb or he's just going to make you feel like one. So I definitely yeah, like, was
2: that person for the first two or three months that I was working there. I'll go ahead and say that. Cause when I, when Chad first got me in there, he's like, come on, man. And I was like working. I was like, man, I just can't figure it out. And obviously you go home and you're using muscles that you don't ever use in your forearms. And you just go home and all your tendons are like inflamed. Yeah. Dude, if I had and to go back you now, can't like grip uh. or nothing. And it was just like hellacious work. You're working eight to six, like five or six days a
1: week oh yeah, yeah. 12 oh, yeah. 12 13 hour days if you're on our full-time days like during the weekend but i do remember i'm glad you said that but uh, in your defense too like you had no mechanical experience whatsoever Mm-mm. so in caleb i think growing up he was interested in, in cars and, and, and vehicles so i think he had a little bit and then obviously my racing background um definitely it helped me so you uh yeah you just didn't have the the experience and it took three me three months i remember three months it was like bam lights went went off and you well, totally it was, figured a, it it was out. a
2: gradual process And about the two two and a half month mark i was like all right i'm able to keep up now and I, I know what i'm doing and then that three month mark i was like all right i can i'm i'm competitive with anybody in here right now yeah so it, it takes that time but yeah chad like i guess you like went up and told gary or like the yes. front office, he was like, "Hey man, if it, it was, like the second or third week there." He's like, "Hey no, man, Clay's no, not cutting it, was, it down. It was too... freaking firing him." I was like, "Dude, you
1: gave me this job. No, like, you got me in. It's like, give, give me a, give me a chance here. Let like, me I gotta... clear it up. You were my best friend, but I had, I, I, you make it You literally were the only person that I had tried to get hired at Discount Tire, <laughs> and so what I didn't want to happen is, um. Well, I wanted you to perform really well. Uh, I did too. <laughs> but then I, yeah, I wanted it to be a good reflection on me as well. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I totally get that. Yeah. But it was two and a half it was like two and a half months in, and you were getting a little quicker, but that switch hadn't clicked for you yet. Yeah. And I just told Gary, I walked into the office and I was like, Hey, I just want to be clear. For some reason, which looking back now, they can't afford to lose no damn money. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I just can't. told Gary hey. If if we need to, or like you need to look at Clay, or like put him in a different role of of like uh like the cleaning tech or inventory, like you know so that's, that's totally up. fine. I just want to make sure like he's at the right fit. I just
2: want to make sure I look good, Gary. This is what I'm really saying yeah. right now. I
0: just want to make sure you don't look bad upon like my me. My name only extended <laughs> to like his name on the application, so I could get that
2: twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty
1: five. Yeah, sign on to whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he may
2: he is a piece of shit, but I don't want it to reflect on me anyway whatsoever. Then you, turned <laughs> it, you
1: turned it around and like started kicking ass, and so then it was yeah. like, my man. Yeah, I had a couple uh, guys like that that I would like talk to
0: as customers, and Adam being one of them.
2: Adam, oh my god, he came in I for an air check,
0: him. and uh, I was like, "You work at Zaxby's, and like I was like, you drive this Jeep? You're working at Zaxby's?'" So I was like, "Do you like it?" He's like, "It's all right," and I was like, "Well, if you ever like need a, a different job or you like want to do like tires and things." Um, I was like, this company completely changed my life, and it, it was funny because he totally like blew me off. He's like, no, I'm good, it's fine. And then literally one week later, like seven days to the hour, he showed up. He's like, yeah, so can I like fill an application? He's like, shit hit the fan at work. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so I'm looking for
2: something different. Really? Yeah. And Adam uh, was
1: a good guy, man. Yeah, was Adam, great.
2: He was definitely like different. The, like, the
1: deepest voice oh that we ever had in the shop. gosh. He, I mean, it was
2: like. Hey, hey, Chad. Yeah. Hey, Clay. So, he was, and like, very to himself, because everybody in there is, like, very boisterous and very, like, outspoken. You have but, to be. You yeah. have to kind
0: of have that alpha dog mentality.
1: But, like,
2: Adam, he 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 was a worker. He and just he shut did, up, face down, and, yeah. like, did yeah. And he yeah. did great. I remember Gary. So
1: consistent. Gary was so, like, I think that kid got a raise probably every two weeks. Just a small, like, 50-cent increments. Yeah. Like, he was just crushing it. So, um but yeah, that's how we know. That's how we know Caleb. Uh, and Caleb's just turned into a fantastic friend for the both of uh, for both myself and Clay. And um, he's not just your. He's done so much since we first met him at Discount Tire that blows my mind. Um, completely blows my mind. And he is. I think when Clay and I first even started talking about doing this podcast, we were like, "Well, who could we even you know have on?" that would be interesting to talk Caleb to Caleb was like one of the first Caleb ones. Nelson yeah. was one of the first ones of like that guy would have perfect because we've had deep conversations plenty tons plenty of deep and, and, and we we appreciate them I think you and I both appreciate yeah them because, and we, I don't think we hold back very, very no, much
0: no like I I feel like I always ask those questions that are a bit edgy and like I, I try to stir the pot and like make people really kind of considering the decisions that they're doing and making yeah. sure it's from the right purpose and not out of disrespect but out of I almost Genu- uh, genuine, genuine like, respect out of genuine respect yeah, hey, making sure sorry these guys that are is... making the right decisions and like do they understand that, what this can the side effects of this in the next five or six years and uh, cause like the things that I wish I knew younger and I, I always feel foolish like talking like this because we're like three years. I'm like three years older than you guys. Yeah. So it's not like I have this huge seniority factor. But, back
2: here. Back boys. Yeah. I mean, I just like,
0: I never had that person that would bring up these conversations within my own life. So I make sure that I don't shy away from asking these questions. And I think you and I have um, had really great conversations and then so much so that some of his responses, Chad's responses actually make me kind of like reconsider what I'm doing and, and the reasons I'm doing it. And is, is, is it their appropriate way? So it's not just to have him think and question of what he's doing, but also me reconsider the fact of, um, everything that I'm putting my wife through and the kids and like my own personal goals and ambitions and do they actually make sense? Or is it kind of yeah. like a hidden, uh, underlying
1: idea? Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good way of putting it too. Because, and I think, it's extremely important to have those kind of people in your life and, and most people have very few of those people oh for sure um and, and you like i have two of them sitting in here right that i could have those like deep conversations with get on some of the edgy topics and uh, at the end of the day know that okay even if we get pissed off at each other we can come back and there's going to be like tomorrow like hey you all right um but <laughs> i don't <laughs> you know. laughing because we've had a couple of those <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: Clay and I haven't had a whole lot of deep conversations just because we're kind of like further apart from each other as far as traveling and stuff. And uh, but it's kind of funny because, you know, I don't think you and I've ever actually genuinely been pissed at each other. I think there's been times that we're kind of like
1: questioning.
0: Yeah. Like, actually, like, is this dude questioning my morals and values Mm -hmm. and things?
1: Yeah, I don't feel like I've ever got to that point. I think I try to tell you to yeah, definitely not, maybe genuinely pissed. If so, it would have been at Discount Tire, and it would have been a work oh, scenario. Yeah, yeah. for like, sure. That's you know that's bullshit. Yeah. whatever. No. But um, in actual personal life, I don't know. I think we've had some of those deep conversations where, and luckily, I think you and I, if we feel like the other one is is uh, getting the sense, pushed, yeah, pushed on the edge a little bit more. If, if we get if we get the feeling that the other one. Is is yeah maybe feeling uncomfortable or something? I think we address it pretty good. Of like, hey, don't mean to just come on, but genuinely, I'm curious. Ex- yeah. go through it with me and, and almost try to like let's teach knock the me. Wall let down. me know. Yeah, yeah. Knock the wall down. Not no judgment here. Let me know. I'm yeah. just that's it. And so and I think you have to have those conversations like. But yeah. That's how you grow, though. Like yeah. if you don't have those conversations, like how are you growing mentally? Well, yeah, just like your point. Like I, not- I've probably changed a bunch of decisions and stuff that I've thought of talking with you. And one of my biggest things that I've said on this podcast, and I'll continue to say because, um, I think you and I were talking on the phone, or we were talking at uh, one of well, the million breweries we've gone to. Yeah, one of the million breweries that we've been to. Um, and we were talking about which we'll get into your story. Um, but what a person values and my biggest thing that I'm like man if you want to boil it down to as simple as possible one of my biggest things I say is I seriously think that every person just has their own ratio that they have to figure out of what's important to them remember that conversation of money versus time Yep. and then they have to figure out what that ratio is for their personal life at the time and it's going to change constantly which we had talked about because where you were two years ago versus where you are now that ratio is totally different it's flopped and flopped and flopped again yeah mm-hmm. but it, but i'm like man if you really sum it down sum down to it uh and i think we it was i've probably had this conversation with you too clay of like it's not that it's love for money but the money provides all the different things that you do love so if whether it's freedom whether it's vehicles a house food that you want to go out and eat all the time um it's those sort of situations but I don't know if you guys heard that uh, badass ride that just drove by us. An old right. Beamer. Yeah, it. it
0: was an I Series. It
2: was the so, low of the low. So, Kel, I kind of want to get into like your story, like where we left, where you left off from Discount Tire, and kind of your journey. Because, how old were you when you first left, like Discount Tire? When
0: I left Discount Tire, it was twenty-four.
1: Twenty-four.
2: You were
0: twenty-four. Wow. Two thousand seventeen. So it was five years ago. I'm twenty-nine now. So I was
2: twenty-four. Damn. So, like, what was your thought process? Going like leading up to the moment that you left. Like well, what, what was your decision and then everything that's transpired since then? So
1: you've kind of just jumped in, which I'm Caleb left Discount Tire. Clay and I were yeah. both still at Discount Tire. We got to see Caleb leave. And Caleb's plan of leaving wasn't your typical plan. And no. it was it was he's not just quitting and getting a different job. And so that's the part we want to jump into. He's quitting and, and, and you can go back as far as you want. Um, whether you want to go of, of like why you got this thought process, but your wife is fantastic, Emily. Hope you're listening to this. Please support us. We love you. But uh, go read us you had, and share. You had, you had a fantastic, yeah. You had a fantastic wife too. And to hear y'all's journey through your decision, let's jump into that. Let's jump into. you you're 24, and you're working at Discount Tire, and it's your day to day, and you're coming in at 7 a.m. I remember those days because I think
0: it's valuable to go back to actually me at 18, and like being 18 years old and getting a job. And uh, I didn't go to college. I took like a few months off between graduating high school and like getting an actual job. Uh, Discount Tire was probably like six months after graduation that I started, and I just needed a job, needed to pay to make money um, for food and rent. Uh, I was sleeping at my friend's mom's house like in their guest bedroom and like paying like 300 bucks a month for rent or whatever so i just needed some way to make money to just start my life uh and discount tire was it i walked in and like they're like i was like i need a job and they're like okay can you cut your hair because we only have clean we only have short hair guys and you have to shave every single day and i was like done i had i had long hair at the time like shaggy bieber fever and uh so I got the job and then really enjoyed it At, after I think like uh, two or three weeks, I really enjoyed like the hustle behind like physically working hard, mm-hmm. getting stuff done with goals and times and like kind of like keeping up with the pace and the flow of everything, like really pushing Oops. limits um, and like the game of processing cars efficiently like the puzzle the puzzle factor of that. So I really started working hard and like I'm like, you know what? like I can't keep doing being a tech. I was like that's if I am to attack for the next 5 years I'm going to hate it like I'm going to just physically get uh, beat down. And so I was like all right I'm going to get promoted. And at the time the fastest person to get promoted was like 9 months. And I was like oh, I can't do this for that long. And like I'm 18 years old, I think maybe barely 19. And I was like I can't tire attack for for 9 months like that's going to completely destroy me. And so I just worked 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 and I got promoted within 6 months. I was the quickest one to get promoted in the Tennessee region and then from then i just like all right well the next spot senior so i'm going to keep playing the game and going through this and going through this like i want to get senior because that's twice as many bonuses that's an extra twenty thousand dollars a year that means i can get a nice car um out of my little 96 miata that just ragged out and so then i i just started progressing towards those things and it took me a while to get up to senior position i never actually got it but i started going through the motions of all right, I got promoted to assistant manager. Like now, I have a consistent paycheck each week. So if I have a consistent paycheck, then I'm gonna get a nice car. Like I know that I can afford a four hundred dollar a month payment because I'm getting paid. I think I think I started off at five hundred bucks a week. So I was like, if my rent was still three hundred bucks, so I've got fun. I've got a nice chunk of change that I can set aside for a car. And so I bought the the newer car, and then I just uh, progressed within Discount Tire and made more money. And then Emily and I bought a house, and then. I was always, like, looking for, like, the relief. Like, oh, it's only going to be short for a short period of time. Like, we're working between 50 and 55 hours a week, consistently five and six days a week, and I had done that the entire discounted entire career. And I was just, like, I, I kept hearing this thing. Oh, like just once we get past and train these guys, once we get past and train these guys, uh, or once we get past the season, then it's going to slow down and you guys can take your vacations and, and you can have a break and it's going to be, it's not a big deal. And I, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, cool. That's, that's all right. I understand. And then like four years flies by, I have a house. Emily and I are married. We have now two car payments because she has a full time job. And we, like I said, we, we bought the house when I was 20 or 21 years old. And, um, then I'm like, all right, well, now I've got vacation days. I have money in the bank. I've got, like, I think four weeks of vacation to actually be able to use. But I asked for this time off, and they're like, well, we can give you three days out of the ten that you requested. And I'm like, okay. Like, she's like, you just really shorthand this store. Like, you you guys need you. And I'm like, all right, well, if they need me, like, I don't want to disrespect my boys because, like, we're all in this grind together, mm-hmm. like, it's a team effort. And... Then that played on for two more years and I was like there's a fine line between like living to work and working to live. And I was always chasing the like I want more money because I came from less. Like our power is getting cut off all the time. Like we were eating ramen five and six days a week, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single day for lunch. And like I didn't want that for my life, so that's why I was like, you know what? Discount tire is a way to make three hundred thousand dollars a year. Like I don't care what I have to do to do that.
1: Three hundred thousand dollars a year? (laughs) <laughs> I just want to say that yeah, because yeah. I don't think a lot of people out there realize but when you that that's how when a store manager when you become in a store manager position, that is where the life-changing income can happen for somebody yes. in that company because that only those at managers, the manager level though only at yeah. the manager level because the when the manager's there, you will not know this or would not think but when you go into a discount tire, and if you're talking to the manager there, that person is making well over in the six-figure range, and typically over two hundred thousand, depending yeah. on their store, and sometimes over three hundred thousand, depending on the store. Yeah, because um, their
0: base ba- their base salary back then was like eighty or eighty-five thousand. Yeah. And then they get once, you hit, uh, once you hit once you hit a hundred thousand dollars in profit, you got ten percent of that.
1: Right. And stores ten- are quarterly.
0: You got ten percent of revenue. Uh, so once you hit hundred thousand dollars in profit, you got ten percent of that. So you got ten grand. Okay, gotcha. But the stores would hit ten a uh, hundred thousand dollars in profit by like the end of January. Right. So instantly, in the first year, you're already making an extra ten thousand dollars. You're at ninety mm-hmm. eight, ninety five, and then once you hit two hundred thousand dollars a year in profit, you bump up to twenty percent.
2: And and the everybody below the manager level doesn't see any of that. Right. No. no, yeah. maybe maybe senior. in a raise maybe. Yeah, but it all comes
0: out of the store's profitability. So if the managers paying their guys more, they're not profiting as much money. So then they're not taking home as much. Yeah, right. So it's like it's a kind of a. I mean, it's a really uh, tricky game because the the guys that are making you money can also be taking away that money from you. So it's kind of like you have to have a really good integrity behind it. You. That's the key. Uh, You got to have somebody that has
1: very good integrity.
2: Yeah. Um, I remember like telling people how much like a manager
1: a discount tire makes and they I was like I. they think you're stupid they're like you don't oh, yeah. know what you're talking about trust me it's like I'm telling you I worked there for three years yeah. and I was very close to our store manager I saw <laughs> He the showed bonuses, yeah. Okay, yeah. because he was that transparent with us and that's how they get you and, to and continue they're always, going down They're the always journey. like, and you don't
2: want to be a discount tire manager and you're like <laughs> hell no I don't want to be a discount tire manager so, yeah
0: because like with those big paychecks you're like you're the guy that's responsible for all of it so if me as an assistant manager who's like just a step up from a tech because you have your tech you have your assistant manager you've got your senior assistant and then you've got your manager so there's only like four hierarchy levels um and if, as an assistant manager I was working between 55 and 60 hours a week like the manager is working at least that I think they're usually coasting around 60 hours and the store is only open six days a week Right. So, that's <laughs> so like 10 hours a day. Yeah. So you're working 12 and 14 hours a day, five times a week, hopefully getting a day off during the week.
1: One 30-minute lunch break.
0: Yeah, you don't get the 15 minutes because Tennessee's mm. state law doesn't require you to get a, right. uh, a paid 15-minute break. You get an unpaid 30-minute break. So, so quick,
2: sorry to sorry to have, yeah. go ahead, Clay, if you have something I was going to say quick tangent. I remember it was like Thanksgiving. The It was Black Friday the day after Thanksgiving. Biggest sale of the year. Big, biggest sale of the year. And I remember taking the lunch at nine thirty in the morning, and that was my only thirty minutes. And I, we got out at like eight o'clock that night. Yeah, but, but don't worry, you got free pizza at twelve I, o'clock. I did get free pizza. Yeah, I did. So <laughs> because the
0: rest of us might have gotten a lunch and, if that.
2: And get got yelled at when I had to go use the restroom for yeah. You for had 10 to hold minutes. it so much that you <laughs> yeah. had to go, and then when
1: you had to go, it just like poured out. Yeah, yeah terrible. And yeah, sorry to like, had cut you off for a second, but that three hundred thousand number. If anybody's listening and isn't familiar with the company. I mean, it's probably like, what the hell are they talking about? Yes. Like you can make so. a lot of
0: money as a manager of a right. tire shop. It's not so. just a tire shop. Yep. So coming from someone who didn't have a lot growing up and like wanted that security um, financially, like I wanted that for my kids and my wife and my and my family. So I'm like, all right, that's what you got to do. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any other job experience. Like, This is it. This is what the American dream is. This is what the guys do that are successful and have the nice house and the nice cars. And uh, so then... My grandmother passed away, and my grandparents did the American Dream. My grandmother was like a teacher's assistant. She did it for like 40 years, 50 years or something. My uh, grandfather was a fiberglass man who worked on mega yachts. He worked on uh, Yankee Candles yachts. He worked on things that are more expensive than I can even fathom. A gallon of paint for a, bo- for a boat like that is, I think it's at like between thirteen and $1,400 a gallon. <laughs> um, just unfathomable numbers. Jump change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just put that in my uh, bus real fast. Um, but, so, they chose the—they they chased the American dream. They had 401ks. They had retirement. Like, they worked until they were 60, 65 and pulled out their pensions and stuff. And, like, waiting to do all their fun adventures and things that people want to do, they do that... When they retire. So my grandmother retired when she was like 60. My grandfather retired when he was 61. So my grandmother had retired like two or three years prior. And they... So then my grandfather retired. And they went on a trip to Arizona. And a trip to Hawaii. And then within nine months of my grandfather retiring, my grandmother randomly got... I don't know if it's random, but she. Had, we found out she had colon cancer. They had surgery. Surgery went well. Then it got infected. And then... Tuesday night she passed away like it all happened over a span of mm-hmm. three nights or four days or whatever and now my grandfather is there by himself 65 years old with no one to share the rest of his days with and he begs to go like I he, he's a he's a religious man he's christian but he's like praying to God to like take me off this planet, so that he can go to heaven and be back with my grandmother. Mama. Yeah, because
2: he can't deal with it. Yeah, like he yeah.
0: does. He doesn't want to. Yeah. Because like he like, they had a great marriage. Like they loved each other. Like I hope like Emily and I are striving to be that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me really reconsider. Like I'm doing the same thing. Like I'm waiting for retirement. Like I've got at this point six weeks of vacation that I feel bad taking. I've got plenty of money in the bank that I can go do whatever the heck I wanted to to do. And um, so it made me really reevaluate time and like the consistency of like just because people do it later doesn't mean it's going to be later and how drastically everything can change. So um, yeah, it, it really put a staple in my mind of I need to not work so much because working so much to be able to afford these things isn't going to be... I don't think it's what's going to fulfill me like emily and i we would in high school because we're high school sweethearts we would spend 10 bucks a week and get ga- our 10 bucks uh we'd, we'd put 10 bucks of gas in the miata and then go drive around these tennessee back roads for like three hours and we did that for um multiple multiple years and like just like i said high school kids like we don't have a lot of money but we just had the best time just
1: closer to the mic
0: oh sorry (laughs) i just want to make Uh, sure because this is good stuff no no, you're good i appreciate it um so we just had the best time just driving around wasting wasting fuel and enjoying each other's company and it's like if ten dollars can go and be as as enjoyment as or as fulfilling as the fifteen hundred dollar cruise that we went on for five days like why would i spend fifteen hundred bucks if i can spend ten dollars and have just as much fun and uh, so that's what I decided to do and and continue to kind of pursue is like I don't need a lot of money I just need more time and me with Discount Tire like I didn't have any other skill sets really like I just came out of high school and just started working like I'm I'm a hard worker but put a hard worker on a resume when you're looking at requirements on LinkedIn it's like do you have a bachelor's degree do you have this do you have this are you efficient in Excel and spreadsheet and Word and I'm like I can type on the computer like maybe 60 words a minute. Um, I I can. Communication skills. Yeah. I can yell at guys to get them to get a vehicle out in like eight minutes, but.
2: I can change a tire in two minutes. Does that work?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, now understanding business and, like, kind of now learning business a little bit better, understanding, like, all the benefits of discount tire and behind that, I could definitely sell myself a lot easier. But talking to a 23 year old guy, because. Yeah, I was 23 when when my grandmother passed away and it started making us kind of reconsider everything. Um, I'm like, all right, well, I can't jump into a job making the same amount of money. So I can't really afford making anything less because I was on the path of making more money. So I stretched myself and the idea of making more and more and more um, and have more play money later. And um, that, so instead of finding a different job and kind of like struggling financially, we just decided, you know what, screw it. Uh, so we decided to sell our house, quit our jobs. And, um, we were originally thinking like traveled around the world for like six months. But then I was like, we've never been to Memphis. Like Memphis is like three hours down the road. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like a bucket list item for a lot of places, but within Tennessee, there's only a handful of places that are interesting in my opinion. I agree.
1: I mean um, the three main cities, right?
0: You're not yeah. Nashville and Memphis. Yeah. So like been in Knoxville, explored that place, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forwards, like through the Smokies. Um, Nashville's like, I've, I moved here when I was like eight, so I know Nashville better than most people around here. Um, and then, like I said, we had never been to Memphis, and I was like, how can we say we've traveled the world and gone to like 30 countries, but we haven't gone to, I think at the time I was more ventured than Emily, and collectively we had gone to 12 states. Like between both of us, like I think I had gone to eight, and then she had gone to another four. Um, that equals 12 right i think so yep i think that math. that basically, we're all just tire changes around yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) couldn't afford it
1: (laughs) no shit no no joke
0: no um so yeah that's when we decided to you know what like let's sell everything we had a toyota fj cruiser at the time and we can either buy a camper and a van and do that thing or we just decided you know what let's live as small as we possibly can so we rigged out the fj and uh the goal was to do 49 states in 52 weeks and we finished with 44 states in 10 months
2: over 45,000 miles so you you liquidated everything though right you i mean you sold your house you you like took yeah, out sold all your, your cars. 401k you you, yeah. you like liquidated
0: everything. i went yeah we t- like sold our bedspreads yeah like all i think the only thing we had left was whatever we could fit in at the time i had that alexis ls430 mommy yada and the FJ. And the only two things we knew we were going to keep, like for sure, aside from a couple of sentimental things that we still have that takes up like two totes, mm-hmm. so like 20 gallons worth of space, um was we're going to keep the Miata and we're going to keep the FJ because that's where we were living out of. So we built out the FJ with a rooftop tent and a fridge in the back with a cabinet system and like a storage compartment Which for was all of our.
1: A badass setup. We'll, we'll have to post it on our Instagram if Caleb. Dude, I miss that thing so much. Well, if you mm-hmm. don't mind, we need to post on our Instagram. And then we, we obviously, everybody out there, uh, Caleb will have to talk more about his page, but we'll link his Instagram page for what he's done. Super, super interesting and awesome. I've got guys that I work with right now that are super pumped to meet you because they've been talking about doing this exact same thing. Um, and they're The like, FJ thing? Huh? The FJ thing? No, no, the bus thing. Oh, uh, the bus they're thing. They're like traveling okay. and working for yeah. it, and they're like, man, we have to meet him. They're super pumped for it. And so I, I think
2: going back to that, like when you had decided and like it was known around Discount kind of Tire that you were like quitting because you were like, you were like the big brother. Yeah. Like we didn't, me and Chad, I mean, I can speak for myself and i probably speak for Chad too, but like you were the assistant manager that ev- that we loved the most and like everybody else was just like, ah, oh, dude, he's a, he's yeah, an asshole. Like, I, but like. Go the, ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but when you like decided to leave and that was like, we knew about that. It's like, oh shit you know that's that's like that's like a brother leaving
0: yeah Uh, no i mean i that's what i was striving for that's what i strive for today is like i want to be that kind of like big brother figure um and i think it just comes from a lot of insecurities and like doubts within myself that i need to kind of like give a lot of fulfillment to other guys like guys we're on we're in such a hard spot that's very pushed to the curb like we're we're just we're designed to be tough Men in general? Men in general. Yeah, you're getting on a topic that Clay is like pretty (laughs) passionate about. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we're designed to be tough. So, the only guys that we have that we can talk to are our brothers, but uh, we can't be that vulnerable to our brothers unless someone does that initiatively Mm -hmm. and takes that first step. So, with us, like, we're in discount tires, like, working hard, working harder than anybody I've still ever seen to this day. And, like, now I'm in the trades and I'm like, this is the hard work, blue collar stuff. And uh, like they have nothing with Discount Tire guys. Maybe not this generation of Discount Tire guys because the company's completely flopped. Um, but that being said, like we I, we had to have fun. We had to take care of each other. So my idea was, all right, let's let's push these guys to the point that they get pissed, but then we joke about it. Mm-hmm. And like, with let's... that
2: comes like that bond. Like you are like welding a bond there when you're yeah. doing that. It's like. And I can't even speak to it, but like when the Navy SEALs go to through buds, like they go through that hell. And I'm not comparing discount kind of tire yeah, to yeah. Navy SEALs, I'm not doing that, but using it as a reference point, like
0: But that being said going
2: through that hell with the bros around you and like day in, day out, like there'd be days I'd come in, I could barely walk through the doors at seven o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> and it was like already a hundred degrees and cars were already lining up. We don't close we don't open for another hour. Yeah. And just walking in is like Y'all. You've got to have that sense of Looney <laughs> y'all. Got to like, pick me up today, it's, yeah. it's gonna be bad. And then everybody's just that camaraderie in that place.
0: And I mean, we're, Discount Discontire is by no way, it's the Marines, but that being said, a lot of the guys within Discount Tire are Marine base, Army base, veterans. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they uh, it's very militaristic environment. Like, my, one of my favorite managers is Derek Trevino, and uh, he was one of the original Blackwater guys from 9 11.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't know Like, that.
0: he was one of the original contractors to go across seas and take care of things. So, he's got crazy stories. So, that dude yelling at you, telling you to get a vehicle done, and that, that is taking way too long. Like, you feel like a little wimp dog with your tail between your legs. So, it is very militaristic. I mean, like I said, none of us have enlisted, but I would only assume it's probably up to a very similar standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be that kind of big brother figure and... and um. Now, like it's shifting because I'm doing the whole school bus thing and I'm telling these guys like, I don't want you to work for me if you're not having a good time. Like, because our life is so limited and so short, like you're going to get paid well, but if you're not enjoying it, you don't need to be here. There's no sense in doing a job that you don't enjoy doing for a dollar. That's, it's not going to be there tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So would you realize that you weren't enjoying it since you decided to liquidate everything? Going back to that of, you decided to you're getting out of there. When when was the point for you? Because um, I remember you coming in in the morning, shirt untucked, not shaved. You would shave there, have your little cereal bowl or whatever, and and we were all feeling it because that was the time our store specifically was uh, like dude, we just were beat. We were getting we had like what
2: nine people, yeah, in total. Was, we, were, we were managers very, included.
1: Yeah, very low staff. Oh, I was like right. one of four cool. assistants. That and that, yeah.
2: summer was, yeah, it was rough.
0: Um, I think it
1: was that summer. yeah
0: it was definitely that point yeah because i was always getting like the runaround of oh just wait till we get out of this then it's going to be good and just getting told that time after time after time and then nothing actually changing it just got tiring and then i think uh one of the big influences for us for emily and i was like watching fixer upper and seeing that couple like genuinely enjoy what they're doing getting paid pretty well i would assume at the time pretty well i mean they're loaded now but they're like just genuinely enjoying what they're doing and so that's what i wanted like i wasn't enjoying what i was doing like i was doing it to have this financial stability and like i said there's a fine line between living to work and working to live and one of the deciding factors too is um some of our at the time good friends um got pregnant so we like started questioning like are we ready to have kids because we were married like two years i think then so it's kind of like cliche time to start having to start thinking about children and, and doing that thing um, so we're like well I don't like we're not really ready to have kids because we haven't really done anything that we wanted to do in our youth and it's like let alone if we actually did have kids right now and got pregnant I'm I'm not in the spot that I would want to be the dad that I would want for my child like I was leaving the house at 6 o'clock in the morning and getting home at 7 o'clock 8 o'clock at night like I would literally kiss the dude when he's in the, like in the morning bye and then I'd kiss him goodnight mm-hmm. and like that was it and then hope that I'd have a day off during the week on addition to Sunday to enjoy some family time but no I didn't want to be an absent father like mm-hmm. um, so that's when we realized that we can live small and have uh, less and still enjoy time and because I mean to a younger child I would assume that doesn't really a whole lot of have a lot of value as far as like the things you have as opposed to the time spent with miler right now mm-hmm. i mean i've i'm about to go on another week vacation and this will total 11 weeks worth of vacation <laughs> in 2022 and it is may 3rd already yeah 20- damn yeah so, <laughs> i mean i took two months off from january and february and yeah. then
1: um yeah just kind of stuff here and there but Th- pretty interesting. I mean, I think that's where and, and uh, for us to speak to probably how we thought. And and too, people from Discount Tire like seeing you liquidate everything.
2: That was crazy. And then I mean, you were
1: yeah, and then you were like, "All right, this FJ Cruiser. We're going to put this rooftop tent on it." And we have and you I will say you did a great job of setting the damn thing up. Um but all your stuff, literally everything you guys had except for your Miata was in your vehicle that you guys were traveling around in. And I remember, not so much me, but I still remember being like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, that's crazy. He's got himself with the house now. Shit, he's just throwing it all away. Um, And we've had
2: conversations since then, like within the past couple years, like now that we're in like the corporate world and like kind of in that we want to make money and all that kind of stuff we i'd call him up sometimes like man remember when caleb did this and he's he's like yeah yeah i was like man at the time i thought he was crazy but looking back i can see what he's going through i can i can see the mentality that he was behind and you just explained your story we haven't had that kind of pivotal point with your grandparents dying and kind of that being that point that you can go back to and say oh this is the start of it but I call him up and I'm like, man, I, I I know exactly like the mentality that he was in. It makes a lot
1: more sense. Yeah, so, it makes same. a lot
0: more sense. Like I had something kind of like I guess some cult might call it traumatic that like maybe flop on my mentality behind working and such. But the part that made it so comforting, and I think you guys fall under this topic very very close. Um like imagine where you're at now or think about where you're at right now, and anybody else listening, like to me getting to that point of being 20 or 21 years old, buying a house, having a Lexus and like pretty brand new Toyota FJ cruiser, like having the nice things like it wasn't that hard. Mm -hmm. Like I I didn't, I did not strain myself or go above and beyond. I didn't have a doctorate or anything crazy to be able to get to that point of middle class financial success. Like I just, it wasn't
1: hard, but it, it took hard work. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it wasn't hard. As long as you were willing to put in that hard work, yeah. you can get there. You, yeah, you for have sure. Your if nice you're car, to work at Walmart, you're not
0: going to get to that point. Right. Unless you maybe do a manager, manager or stuff do something or whatever. Right. But, um, like, I th- and I think, like I said, speak for you guys, like where you're at, I don't think either one of you would consider it, like, oh, it's like, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be.
1: I tell people that with buying the house. After yeah, I like, bought the house, I was like, honestly, I thought it was going to be way harder than what it was. If you're interested, like, start searching. Like, it's not that hard.
0: Yeah, so Emily and I were like... Well, it's just we've... matter of going
1: through the process.
0: Yeah, and uh, we were like, well, we did it before, and maybe we were lucky, but even if we were lucky, we already have the understanding of, like, skills and what we're good at. So if everything fails, we can definitely go back to our other jobs. Just start again? Yeah. Like, I could go back to... And that was always kind of like the backup plan. You're not supposed to have a plan B or whatever, but I did a... Uh, I was like, all right, well, if like, I'm going to leave on good terms, just going to tire, did me wrong at the end. Um, but I'm going to leave on good terms. Emily left on good terms. So if we need, like if shit hits the fan and we need a job again and a house and all these things, like we'll just jump back into our old lives. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're just a POS, people are going to take you back because people appreciate good workers. Yeah. Especially if you have a good attitude.
2: Especially these days. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Massive. And so, you sold the house, you got all that past discount kind of tire, and now you're traveling around the country. You're seeing all the sights that you want to see that you and Emily had wanted to see. Yeah, Was so, it what you expected?
1: Traveling? Yeah. Um. What'd you learn? What'd you learn from... Yeah. It? What, what What did you learn from traveling? Was it what you expected? Were, were you happy? Were you on the trip, and were you like, oh, shit, what have we done? Um. Was there any like
2: moments of doubt? He's like, man, what the fuck have I done?
0: I think the only part... And Emily would probably contested this the only part that was like what the heck did we do was like the relationship side of it like you the three of us right now are further apart than Emily and I were for ten months like she was I was in the driver's seat she was in the passenger seat so we oh, are sad. physical distance yeah, yeah physical distance yeah mm-hmm. like we are by each other every single day every single second like we're not talking to anybody else like we're there and um, like going in from working all the time and just kind of like spending maybe 30 hours a week of like actual social time together to every single second being two feet apart I mean it definitely is a big challenge in communication and like understanding like what you want versus what she wants and that whole side of things as far as the travel goes the part that I think uh, I really appreciate now is um, I was always bad about like going to the next place. Like I would get to the destination where like we were excited to be about and we'd get there and I'm like, oh, we need to go to the next place.
2: Mm, you so, take time to enjoy where you're at now. Yeah, you just like, kind of be actually, forward, forward focused. Yeah, be yeah. present. Yeah, Like being present is so difficult
0: and, and I think I was talking to the lady uh, yesterday about it. Like, guys kind of struggle with that is what we kind of conversed about. Guys struggle with that a little bit more, and I think it's just the pressure of society and and our own goals and ambitions and things that we're supposed to achieve. Well, you want to be –
2: especially – I mean, I can't talk for myself. Maybe you can talk to this, but especially when you have, like, children and you got, like, a family. Yeah. You're the provider. You're the one that needs to protect them, and you're the one that's got to look – you can't be in the now because what's ahead? Like, what are, are the dangers ahead yeah, of me I right can, now? I just
0: can't enjoy Milo doing something because if I just am not paying attention to what he's actually doing and what he could get into, mm. it could be catastrophic. Yeah. Um. So that was one thing that I really had to kind of like sit back on and and trust that everything is going to be okay. And I've still struggled with that uh, with this past trip that we did down to Florida. Um, but being president and then. Um, one thing that I think is really cool is when we go on trips we always like search what it looks like on the internet and like if you go to the Grand Canyon you're like already have this idea of what the Grand Canyon looks like because you've seen these awesome Instagram bangers of mm-hmm. like Grand Canyon it's like photoshopped and like all the clouds are gone and there's nobody there and then you get to the Grand Canyon and it's like cloudy and like the red <laughs> rocks are not clearly as red as you thought they're more like orange dust mm-hmm. and there's a crap load of people everywhere so then, like, the experience isn't as great as you thought because you were expecting this Instagram picture. And that's why I think we fell in love with Michigan is because when you think of Michigan, most people think of, like, Detroit, Detroit and Flint. And, like, this grungy, like, dirty city and just rough and tough. But then we started driving the entire place the entire coast, and we started coming across all these little, like, coastal lake harbor towns mm-hmm. that nobody talks about. Yeah. Nobody looks up on the internet. Like, Sheboygan, Michigan, that's a place. It's <laughs> yeah. gorgeous. It is so cool. Uh, the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, it is awesome. Like, I didn't even know that was... Sorry, that was a big bus that just
1: drove past too. <laughs> typical Nashville party bus. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Now that I'm in the bus life world, it's uh looks at, I look at those things a little differently. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, I thought was Canada, but no, it's part of America, and it's awesome. There's wild blueberries everywhere. But like I said, we don't have these preconceived ideas of what Michigan looks like, so we can enjoy a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, was that
2: your favorite place that you've traveled to, or is there another place that like sticks out in your mind? It's like, oh man, this is this is the place. Um, meant for Caleb Nelson. Meant for Caleb Nelson is North
0: Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I think Emily and I both agree on that. Pretty similar. Like, I'm originally from Virginia Beach, Virginia, so I grew up on the coast. And Emily's from Tennessee, Nashville and uh, she grew up in the mountains so north carolina is like a good meeting the between, perfect
2: spot yeah yeah
0: um and between our families and stuff so north carolina is the state that we envision our family growing in and like have a, a home base um utah is oh, probably the place yeah. i'd want to go back to
2: very quickly mm-hmm. now through moab and kind of like was it salt lake city area or is it more all moab it. Just all of it in yeah because if you go to salt lake city and then you go to moab those are drastically
0: different looking places yeah yeah Um, and then but Michigan was like if we had to go to like a nice week trip Mm -hmm. just to escape Michigan's a cool place to explore
2: Hmm. yeah I've for me personally like I've been making it an effort to like be able to travel more now that I do have the money to do so and kind of the time to do so like I try to carve out the time and so you know last year we went to the Yosemite National Park and I'm actually going back again in August Yosemite Yo, some might, um, to hike the big Half Dome. Oh, uh, nice. The big, the big Half Dome. So I'm, I got that planned. And then going out to Sedona, actually, next couple of weeks, May 23rd to the so 27th. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So, those so cactus, cacti, Cacti. Yeah. So we're going out Cactus-es. there, too. So definitely traveling is something that I'd love to do before having children. Um, and kind of Neely's thing, too. Like, we want to make sure we see those, those places before we... And, you know, you say that, but we also have the conversation of when we have children, like, we can bring them with us. Like, they're, yeah. not, they're not limited to us to, to go all these different places.
0: For sure. Like, with kids,
2: now having two, like, your life is what you make it. Yeah.
0: And um, having traveled with my wife, just the two of us, and now with kids, like, it's just an entirely different experience. You go to the beach with with Neely by herself, um, it's an entirely different experience than when you take your little one,
1: because
2: mm-hmm.
0: the little one just wants to play in the sand and gets knocked down by the tiniest little waves, and it's just an entirely different experience. I think if I could encourage you to do anything, those bucket list places that look awesome are awesome, but getting out and going to Mobile, Alabama, you will have just as much fun. It might not be as pretty, but the time spent will be just as valuable.